Hello and welcome to Investors Hangout. This weekly interaction to help you learn and understand savings and investment issues is brought to you by Aditya Birla Sun Life Mutual Fund and Value Research. Now in today's episode, let's delve into the world of smart beta funds, funds that combine active and passive investing. Dhirendra, welcome. Let's start today's episode by explaining what is so smart about these funds. The smart is actually in a corollary of the term. Hmm. So to understand what is smart beta fund, you need to understand what is beta. Hmm. Uh, index fund generate returns, hmm. which is referred as beta. Okay. If you take no risk, no untoward risk, if your portfolio is just weighted as the index, you will get what is being referred as beta. It is basically a measure of volatility. Hmm. Anything which is very much aligned to the index moves up, up and down as the index is referred as beta with one. Hmm. Beta with two means twice as volatile, with half means half as volatile. Beta being referred as index, trying to make index smarter is smart beta. Mm -hmm. and, uh, th and most of the smart beta funds are mounted on an underlying index. Mm -hmm. It will be one of the index, BSC 500, Nifty, Sensex, whatever. And then there will be an overlay of rule. Mm -hmm. Overlay of rule to make it an interesting story, make it a compelling story, make it in, making it a credible story which can generate superior return than index in a predict predictable way with a predictable behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm just trying to list, you know, all the kind of uh, uh, smart beta funds created so far in India. There are about 30 of them, little over 30. Mm -hmm. And the first one is, you know, the one which we have most is equal weighted index. Mm -hmm. In your Sensex or Nifty, you have some stock which is which has a weight of 10% or 11%, then there will be another stock which will be part of Sensex or Nifty. Mm. But then it will have a weight of half percent. Mm. Its impact on daily movement will not be that significant. So by making it equal weighted, the theory is that uh, all the constituents will do well. But by its very design, the index is created with, you know, which is differently weighted, mm -hmm. where the bigger gets bigger and the smaller gets even smaller. Mm. Uh, and as a result of which, many of the smaller companies or companies with smaller weight, they get very marginalized in that index. Mm. So having an equal weight gives everything an equal opportunity. And when there is a reversion to mean, when companies go, uh, will be out of favor, which will have a lower weightage, they, when they get in favor, this fund will benefit. So equal weighted index are the largest number. Mm -hmm. Then there is alpha, similar thing, where somebody is taking a universe mm -hmm. and some methodical quantitative yardstick is trying to spot those companies which will create, generate superior return. So drop some companies mm -hmm. and add some, you know, higher weight to some company and that is alpha. Then low volatility index, mm -hmm. uh, low volatility funds where, you know, the fund is attempting to add or delete some stock from the index. So that it is less volatile. Mm -hmm. The most popular one, which has worked in last, you know, last uh, financial year or calendar year, are the momentum index. Mm -hmm. Here, the within an index, somebody is trying to apply some formula or a quantitative methodology that these companies have the momentum, mm -hmm. and if the momentum sustains, then this will be the this this fund will be able to ride that index, you know, ride that momentum well. Mm -hmm. And this is something which has done wonders. There are two funds which were able to attract the most money mm -hmm. because they were able to deliver the most return. The other side of this is that this is like a quasi semi 
active management hmm. semi active but semi active management with a discipline because it is based on a formula it is based on a premise and it will automatically happen hmm. uh, because it is mounted on, a, on an index there is a certain set of rules which will be applied and that is how it will work now something which has done exceedingly well will also go out of favor so there will be cycles uh, there will be cycles to it so nothing prevents these funds smart beta funds uh, to insulate them from the declining phase of the market right. and so far you know uh, my sense is that many mutual funds are launching this smart beta fund also because uh, they are finding it you know difficult uh, to beat the index many times these are the kind of funds which if you are able to uh, create one mm. you can launch it without worrying about sebi's classification rule mm. because there is no such restriction here okay now to understand them a little better can you explain what are the benefits and drawbacks of smart beta funds one advantage of smart beta fund is that they are disciplined and you you exactly know how they will behave at all times right they are not going to go uh, you know there is a boundary in which they will operate hmm. and uh, one disadvantage is that you know they are looking to me as you know when if i have to choose a fund Mm-hmm. i will look at it like any other actively managed fund mm-hmm. and it will lose out on one of the key advantage of active managed actively managed fund is that a fund manager can actually choose something which no index has it mm-hmm. because you know this will always be uh, you know the problem of index fund or a smart beta fund is that it will always be with a stock mm-hmm. which is part of some universe and there could be huge opportunity once in a while Mm. where you go beyond the index and that is where that is where some of the biggest gains come come you know come your way okay and that's what active yeah. uh, investing active is all about. about all right now finally who should invest in these funds and who should not i think you know you should look at it as any ordinary equity fund mm-hmm. and the way they pro- you know crop up as an option just evaluate them like objectively the way you will mm-hmm. if one of these funds qualify invest in them otherwise don't look at them as normal fund okay all right now before we wrap up today's episode there's a viewers question that we would like to answer it's been sent by hardeep siddhu who says i'm a science teacher in a government school my current salary is 72000 per month and around 18000 of it uh, gets deposited in nps tier 1 i'm thinking of taking a personal loan of 5 lakh rupees from bank at the rate of uh, 10.25% to invest in stocks by buying value research portfolio plan for 3 years he also says that in case of market correction of around 10% i can take another 5 lakh rupee loan and i want to stay invested for 8 to 10 years he wants your suggestion on this uh one is that it's a good idea mm-hmm. but don't do this because my basic rule to be followed at all times while investing in equity is that uh, it should be a long term money which he think he thinks is long term money mm-hmm. but you should never invest with borrowed money right. because odds are against you assuming that you borrow 5 lakh rupees mm-hmm. and you invest and the, your 5 lakh rupee becomes 8 lakh rupees in 2 years time mm-hmm. which is good news mm-hmm. and after that it will also crumble sometimes and it will become 4 lakh rupees overnight mm-hmm. or in 2 weeks time that is the time when you will actually go out of idea mm-hmm. you will be out of ideas good times you feel happy mm-hmm. but that kind of steep decline in a brief period will actually drive you out of the market the other problem is that why you cannot be patient with your money investment when it is borrowed money because you can be patient with your own capital mm-hmm. okay i have invested and it has not gone it's not doing well but you will hang on mm-hmm. here 
you can hang on but your interest you know the meter reading is going up right. so you will be worried about it you have to pay the interest on the capital that you have borrowed mm. that is one the other is that you know uh, there might be an opportunity i don't know whether he is a central government employee whether he is a teacher with a mm. with an with establishment which is a part so of central government, government or the state government right but he is part of the nps and the nps generally the way it is working is that 10% of your salary is deducted 14% is provided by the government and it goes into that investment account now recently there is a very dramatic or you know significant improvement that has happened or enablement that has happened and he should seriously consider consider it and try and find out whether it is possible for in his case so far your deduction of 10% and 14% contributed by the government was getting invested in the state government or the central government plan where the equity component was only 11% mm. now it is possible to invest in a plan which is the life cycle fund mm. and if you invest in the life cycle fund and if you are young then it can have far higher allocation than 11% that is the maximum in the state government or the central government plan right that can well go up to 30 40 50% mm. and that way he will be able to realize the kind of benefit he is trying to derive by investing the money hmm. by borrowing hmm. uh, so consider that and the other thing which i would like him to do is instead of borrowing do some parallel savings hmm. besides your you know if you are able to save a little bit do your sip once that become 4 5 lakh rupees then consider building your stock portfolio there are two key advantages of it one is that when once you invest in an equity fund and do your sip you will get used to or you will get an opportunity to acclimatize yourself with the equity market because markets are crazy and uh, that is why they prove to be rewarding but most people are unable to derive the benefit out of it so you will partially get used to it uh, that's one the other is that use this 2 3 years period in which you will be doing your sip in terms of developing a temperament and developing an expertise how to look at a company what works in investing what does not work in investing because investing has become very easy that doesn't really make it that it's a very easy way to make money from investment mm. because investing has become easy and you can very easily lose money if you are not careful about it if you are not doing it thoughtfully mm. so it will give you an opportunity to step back experience it and you know develop your framework of how to think Uh, when investing in shares all right hardeep hope that answers your question that's all we have for you in today's episode keep watching the space for more information if you like the show do subscribe to our youtube channel thank you for watching take care bye for now